This episode has been brought to you in part by the Azrieli Music Prizes. Join them in celebrating artistic excellence at the AMP Gala Concert, live from Maison Symphonique in Montreal, happening October 20th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Orchestre Metropolitain will premiere award-winning music by laureates Aharon Harla, Iman Habibi, and Rita Ueda. Learn more at azrielifoundation.org backslash AMP. center that connects with the promise of youth, the wisdom of our elders, and the knowledge that through community almost anything is possible. That's from a video announcing J-West, the huge new Jewish community campus project in Vancouver. And at $450 million, it's the most expensive ever undertaken by the Canadian Jewish community. Vancouver's 14,000 Jews make up the third largest hub in the country after Toronto and Montreal, but community leaders have very bright expectations for their future. When it's ready in a few years from now, and no, they haven't even started digging yet, the first phase will build a new Vancouver Jewish Community Centre. The JCC will be about the same size as the Schwartz-Riesman Centre north of Toronto, and just about half the size of Vancouver's Rogers Arena, with 20 Jewish agencies, a new Holocaust center, a theater, a library, and a daycare. And later on, in Phase 2, they're planning a new site for the King David High School to go up right next door. It's across the street now and bursting with students, so much so that it needs more portable classrooms. Eventually, there will also be plans for a couple of apartment buildings with 500 affordable rental units to go on top of the school. The project has just announced the members of its campaign cabinet, and they include some of Vancouver's most prominent Jewish families from the worlds of business and philanthropy, including Gordon and Leslie Diamond, Alex Crystal, Michael Averbach, Francis Belsberg, and Shirley Barnett. Somewhat fittingly, there are 18 people on that committee. Building this campaign, it's been a year just getting us to where we are now, now that we've announced cabinet. So, uh, yes, it takes a lot of volunteers and professionals because it's a very technical project. But the exciting thing about this location and the the scope of this project is it's going to be multi-generational. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, September the 7th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily Podcast, sponsored by Metropia and the Canadian Jewish News. The current JCC opened in Vancouver's Oak Ridge neighborhood about 60 years ago in 1962, and today it's not just Jews who use the facility, about 40,000 people use it from all faiths. And that's why the B.C. government kicked in millions towards the project, and in the last federal budget, the Trudeau Liberals promised they would help out too, although no announcement's been made officially yet. Jay West is going to the community for millions more. And coming up, we'll talk with the team behind Jay West about why it's a generational project, building now for what the community will need 10 years from now and beyond, and hoping they get it right. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Nikki. We're the Senators. And this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Quebec's provincial election is set for October 3rd, and CJA, the Centre for Israel and Jewish Affairs, was worried that observant Jews wouldn't be able to take full advantage of the advanced polling dates because some of those days fall right on the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, which starts at sundown on Sunday, September 25th, and continues until the end of the day on the 27th. So... 
CJA officials wrote to Elections Quebec asking for a solution, especially in the neighborhoods with heavy concentrations of Jews, including Hampstead, NDG, Cote Neige, Mount Royal, Cote St. Luke, and Dollard. The government has now answered. They can't change the advance poll dates, but they will send extra staff to those very Jewish ridings on the other days. To accommodate the larger numbers of Jewish voters, CJA expects will show up to cast advance ballots on the days before and after Rosh Hashanah. And joining me now from Vancouver are Eldad Goldfarb, who runs the JCC Now, Alex Crystal, who heads the J-West campaign, and Ezra Shankin, CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater Vancouver. The federal budget came out in April. It was mentioned as a line item in the long hundreds of pages in the budget that you guys are getting money and support for uh, the campus. What's the ask? When are you hearing about it? What's the latest? What are you expecting? The uh, line in the budget that you uh, mentioned uh, was uh, basically uh, a result of a few years of hard work, uh, but also uh, the announcement uh, made by the province uh, the year before about their support for the project. Uh, uh, the, the province has actually already provided the funding last April, uh, $25 million. Uh, and the federal government was basically uh, asked by the province to match them. And the money has not been received yet. But as you know, it's in the it's been first it was promised during the election. It was supported by all the parties. Uh, so it's just a matter of um, when it's when it's coming. So I, I foresee it coming soon. Twenty five million from the province. Let's say about the same from the feds. Twenty five. Then yeah. you're going to have four hundred million left. That's what the price tag that you announced was. Is that the cap? What's the number that the capital campaign has to raise or is trying to raise? The capital campaign is raising money for phase one of the project, which is the building of the new community center and community hub which is a diff- it's, it's a lower price tag than the entire project that includes the housing and King David High School. Our goal right now is $175 million, 50 from the government, 125 from the community. And like you was saying, that gives us that equity to get phase one done. And as you know about the project, we're going to have a sizable residential component as well. And that part will be financed uh, just through the... Um, the operations of the uh, potential residential two towers that are being built. So in other words, the developer will pay to build it and then the rents will cover it. But it'll fund itself. Uh, If we raise this money, the whole project, both phase one and phase two works. And we have a whole dedicated finance, all volunteers, a mix of professionals too, that are working on the plan, both for phase one and phase two. And uh, and it's, it's by far the biggest project Nothing's ever been close in Vancouver. In 1958, when the Pacific Railway sold the original land, they sold it for a quarter of, less than a quarter of a million dollars, three acres, right? And I wonder if you can speak to the unique circumstances of building something in modern Vancouver that your ancestors, predecessors didn't have to worry about. Well, there's a couple of things. We're pretty lucky that our ancestors got this land because look how valuable it is. And now we can truly create with the density and the whole neighborhood and transportation, uh, we're able to build you know, residential for our community, uh, a full-on hub, center. So that's the benefit. However, yes, it is a challenging project, and that's why it's taken uh, a number of years in planning. We're going to have, we're going to be, we're building a center, early childhood, uh, a Holocaust education center, a theater. 
we're getting ready for our needs of the community 20, 30 years out. So yes, it's complex, but uh, you know, usually nothing, what's the saying? Nothing uh, easy is worth doing. And that's what I like about this project. It's complex. It's hard. We have challenges, inflation, costs, all those things. However, what it's going to create for this community and the growth in this community is um, astronomical. I mean, yes, this is an astronomical number in our minds, almost as astronomical as the amount of money that had to be put together to build Heatley Street, the synagogue in Strathcona when we had nothing. And this is this is not just this is yes, it's big, but it's also a reflection on the fact that this community has done very well over the years. Uh, real estate has benefited this community as it's benefited the site, as, as Alex has said. And we are working with our community today, the Jewish community of today, to press them to stretch to this level because we know that it's possible to do. All right. Now, best laid plans, best intentions. I'm thinking about the Toronto situation where they built the Lubavitch campus, but then the anchor tenants pulled out after a while. And I go there, you know, I swim and it's right around the corner from us. So what lessons are you taking from that? Or can you even compare yourselves to that? What I like about this project, and first of all, we have learned Eldad and his team, uh, they've talk to the Winnipeg campus. They've spoken to the Toronto campus. I mean, this has been going on for about four years. So they're aware and formed. They went to the States to look at campuses. The one thing I can say here that's a little bit different than doing a campus or, or some of the other products have been on, I think we interviewed 12 to maybe even close to 20 of our local agencies. What are their needs? We have King David, we have Federation, we have JCC working together. We have all these institutions. Our, our heart of our community has always been all of our institutions in this area for years, whether people lived east or west, north or south. So we're not trying some new experiment. We have every organization on board who wants to be part of it. And we're building on our site where we've always been. So I don't think we'll have the issue that you just raised uh, of that campus. You know, one of the other differences between us and, let's say, northern Toronto is that we're smack in the middle of, down, of, of Vancouver. And our area, the Oak Ridge area, has been designated as the new town center of Vancouver. Uh, we've got the, uh, the Canada Line, which is our subway system running a block away from us. And the entire area here, who used to be mostly single detached homes, is being rezoned and, uh, and, and uh, increased uh, density into towers or multifamily dwellings rather than single family dwellings. So just the sheer number of population that's going to move into this area is unprecedented. The JCC is situated right in the middle of all the most of all the major Jewish organizations in the city are all on the Oak uh, Oak Street, Oak Ridge Corridor. Uh, so everyone has access to everyone. Uh, this is not an isolated or an insulated JCC somewhere far away from the city. Uh, and we're just lucky to be located in the middle of the biggest action in Vancouver right now. So I think that that, that will help uh, uh, set us up for success. Also, King David has seen an enormous growth in recent years, I think 78% growth and their numbers, and they actually ran out of space right now. They have to put portables in the back uh, or fancier portables uh, in order to accommodate uh, the kids that don't have room right now. 
Ezra? I was, I was just going to take this moment to talk about this project, not just in the framework of the non, maybe the greater community that uses the JCC, but actually through the lens of its place in Canadian Jewish, you know, conversation and Canadian Jewish history. Um, I want people in the East to understand that this investment in having a strong Jewish community on the West Coast is, is should be important for all of us. Are there going to be naming rights? So it'll be like the Joe Siegel, Oliver Shalom, JCC, or I just said that as an example, but. Yeah, there's, there's many levels of giving uh, and there's definitely going to be, uh, there are naming rights uh, depending on which level, uh, obviously we need the whole community at any level. Have you guys raised any money yet from the community? I know you have the nice picture and the, the actual announcement, but usually when that happens, money's already started to come in. The asks have been made over the summer. We've already started cultivating. Uh, we can't say at this moment, but there will be announcements soon of where we're at. But the pandemic, all the JCs, well, you guys weren't. The JCs were east of you were closed but how do you prepare when the society has moved on to online programming mostly and and virtual stuff i think this is something we've seen here maybe more than toronto has seen it uh, during the pandemic even in the heat of the pandemic people still felt the urge and the need to gather people need to be together uh, so our job is to provide them with a safe space Azra. We, we are building for a future that we believe is going to involve people getting together and gathering. Uh, so we want to create that invitation for people to come home, to come back into their community institutions. And one of the great ways that we can do that is by building the state-of-the-art institutions that are going to not just draw people back who may, might've come before, but actually open the door to a whole new population of people who are going to come in the door and be a part of this with us. By the way, if you are a member of the JCC, officials insist it won't close while construction is underway. The new JCC will be built where the existing parking lot is now, and only when it's open will the old JCC be torn down. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, the podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to the family of Morris Polanski, a Jewish-Canadian war veteran originally from a farm in Oxbow, Saskatchewan. Mo was 101. He passed away this week in Toronto. And don't forget to check your latest newsletter in your email from us at the CJN because we're offering a Jewish New Year high holiday discount for new members to become a CJN subscriber. Use the coupon code 5738 when you go to the CJN's website and you pay. It's $36 off the regular price and here's what you get. Guaranteed delivery for the coming year of four issues of our print magazine. The new one comes out in two weeks, so don't miss out. And you'll get early looks at the Print at Home Weekly Newspaper Digest with insider email updates and invitations to coming events. It's the easiest way to support everything we do here at the Canadian Jewish News. The link is in our show notes. Thanks for listening.